Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about how much you gotta reach to fill seven videos a week when there's literally zero movie news. 2020, what a year. Quite the year of theory spinning here at New Rockstars. And now that it is behind us, let us ask ourselves once again, what we got wrong. It's a performance wrong. review. <laughs> Bong, that's the Big Ben selling you wrong, wrong. Uh, I thought that was the Inception sound. Oh yeah, okay. And I think it's all the same sound. It's all Palpatine's <laughs> voice. That was last year. Hey, I'm Eric Voss. Here with me today is Philip Molina. Happy New Year, almost, Philip. How you doing? Happy no, almost New Year. Happy no, almost. Who are you gonna kiss at midnight? Your new puppy? Maybe. Darla might get a smooch. She might jump up and give me a smooch, and I'll have to try to train her to be like, we we don't do that. We don't do that. But use positive reinforcement. Oh, my dog can do anything he wants. Uh, it, did he say her name is Darla? Darla's her name. Oh, is she named after the vampire from Angel? Ooh, I didn't know that one. Uh, we were thinking maybe the piranha girl from Finding Nemo who bites everything. I'm a piranha. Uh, or or the little rascal Darla. I kind of like the little rascal Darla because she's a little rascal. That's cute. Hey, Eric, this is your performance review. Yes. Each year you live or die based on how how this goes. That said, you know what? This year, do we really need to to make you swim in your failure? Do we? That's you know what? Like we all had such a rough year that I don't want to make you i don't want to rub your nose and and make you learn lessons or whatever you did a great job this year hey, you did the best you. with what you could i appreciate that um it was a very tough year um but i think it is fair for us to go through this because there were some things i could improve upon there were some big swings i took you know what it's gonna be fun next year philip because i made a lot of predictions for the 2021 movies and this time next year uh it may be me running for the border think you're, you're gonna get deported based on your baby Maybe. <laughs> I didn't say which border. Uh, I'm going to Nevada to make some bets. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, th that's fine then because if you are down to do it, then we do have a list that I did, we did prepare oh. of everything you got wrong. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I mean, if you really want to get into it, I will say that I appreciate the the swings you take, no matter how hard you whiff it sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm specifically, I'm going to let you off easy on one uh, one thing for sure. I'm not going to count any of your insane batshit theories from Rogue Theory, oh, because I love those. Okay. I think everybody needs to go insane batshit on Rogue Theory. Uh -huh. uh, it's a competition show that is challenging you to go rogue, <laughs> or as some of our commenters spell it, rouge. Uh, <laughs> however, there are some exceptions. Sometimes you go real batshit, you go in a full-on guano, and then... <laughs> you double down and you make a blue screen video out of it. And that means that you had us hire an editor <laughs> to put in graphics and spend their whole day, you know, away from their family so they could put your <laughs> batshit theory up on the internet for a bunch of people to see. Yeah. So that means that you are saying, yeah, uh-huh. I, I think that is worth taking poor Josh away from his nine children yeah. to make my batshit theory into a video. Hey, hey, sometimes the world just needs to see, I guess we should call it an RT double D, uh, an R uh, rogue theory double down. Hashtag RTDT. Uh, hey, I did RTDD. <laughs> 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 Woo! 
I saw everything horrible that happened in Star Wars. Okay, fair. That is fair, because I do believe those theories, and if I'm wrong, I should have to eat crow for it. So uh, let's get started, Eric. Uh, First of all, um, as any good performance review starts, how do you think you did this year? I think I did okay. Um, I, no, okay, yeah, because here's the oh, deal. little rascal references. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of alfalfa this episode. The It's hard to um, say because, like, we had so few things to, to judge it by. Luckily, at the end of the year, we had things like The Boys to talk about. We had The Mandalorian to talk about. But, like, a lot of the movies that we were making predictions for for 2020 all got delayed. So, I don't know. It's, I'm... I'm I'm curious to know what you discovered that I because there's a couple things I know I screwed up, but I I know there's some things that I overlook, so I don't really know. Number one, Uh-oh. 2020. You completely got 2020 wrong. Oh, just the year 2020 was wrong. All kinds of theories about how this movie will release in March, and we'll all go see Black Widow, and we'll have a sleepover, scary one, and then we'll watch New Mutants. And none of that happened, I think. Well, New Mutants happened, but most people didn't know. It didn't happen in the way that that you said that it would. Tenet, all these things that you were like, ooh, the theatrical experience will show us this and this, Mm -hmm. and you were completely wrong. Movie died on your watch uh-huh. what have you to say for yourself uh apologize i do uh that was weird the um you are right <laughs> to bring this up well one because i am covid patient zero i coughed on a lot of people in wuhan they asked me to stop and i said this will be okay and uh, literal bat shit that's what happened there. Uh, but no, no, no. The This is a valid point to bring up because I did kind of make a lot of predictions based on the release order of things. And I said that like Kevin Feige had this meticulous release order plan that there's no way Falcon Winter Soldier will come out before... Black Widow uh, is essential. It's yeah. essential. They can't do anything without Black Widow. I did make some theories that Black Widow would definitely set up the Falcon Winter Soldier, which would definitely set up Eternals, you know, and, and all that all that got moved around. Um, so, and obviously it doesn't matter. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier is coming out like two months before Black Widow, we hope, in, in 2021. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely flubbed that. Okay, cool. Just want you to acknowledge <laughs> it. Uh, but now let's get specific. Item 1A. All right. The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh-huh. That just wrapped up very recently. Uh-huh. It was very emotional. No, I'm not crying. You're crying. And a lot of our commenters uh, wanted this called out and wanted you to answer for this uh-huh. sin. Uh, and this was your weird <laughs> idea that the eggs that the frog lady was dealing with had to do with Grogu's own amphibious nature. And specifically the moment that everybody just harped on so much is your idea that the eggs were like attracted to him in the jar rather than he was just using the force (laughs) because he was trying to eat them eggs. Okay, you may think it's crazy, but Men's Health thought it was a cool idea because I got featured in Men's Health. You were in Men's Health. You were in Esquire. Why? Why? I They're obviously in desperate need of content. Does this look like a healthy man to you? Not, well, uh, mentally unwell. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Philip and I have talked about this off screen before. This was a mistake I made of not making sure that all of our viewers know exactly what's running through my mind when I'm pitching a theory. The first time we talked about this episode, obviously I knew Grogu was using the Force to move those eggs toward him. But then when I made another video, I just neglected to mention the fact that Grogu might just be using the Force to do it. So everyone's just like, does this guy really think that those unfertilized eggs are sentient beings who recognize this little puppet? And in retrospect, it did look kind of stupid. 
in my defense, um, what I will say is we still don't know a lot about Grogu. Grogu could still have an amphibious origin. He still might recognize these eggs from his home world. He was just using the force to eat them. He was probably just hungry. But that music, man, you heard the that music come back in the final episode, right? Like, that was the same music for his goodbye. He's a frog boy! <laughs> frog boy! <laughs> <laughs> Philip has that Mary Steenburgen disease where he just hears weird music in his head at all times. It's not named after her. It's also not a disease. <laughs> It's just a condition. It's a gift. <laughs> Honestly, it is. I love Mary Steen Virgin. I think she's great. She wrote a musical because she has this. People have no idea what we're talking about, but it's very much, much like Phineas Gage, but <laughs> yeah. with music. Or it's like that Scrubs episode. You're the only man who's ever been inside of me. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might still have, have like an amphibious background. He might have hatched from an egg. He might. Um, I know it's might, 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 might. None of that is confirmed, Eric. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I think it's not a crazy theory to say that Grogu might have recognized his favorite snack food from his home planet just then. But we'll see. I could come back in 2021 eggs. and be just like, nope, again, nope. <laughs> yeah, eggs. It's just such a weird thing to to bet the farm on. <laughs> it's just like, and yep, I did he, bet he, the farm. He on. a frog boy. His favorite <laughs> snack is a woman. <laughs> I mean, we all been there, though. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. If I blame anything, it's the choice of music. The music is just so beautiful in that moment. And if it was like a goofy moment, as it's supposed to be, why didn't they have like the boom, 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 like that's the Doug goof around music. Do they have that ever in the Mandalorian? They don't have goof around music, no, but they should. Every show needs goof around music. <laughs> Classic CC Winston mess around. That's not a thing. Can we play a very serious moment from the Mandalorian but put in that stupid music? <laughs> it was more fun. Okay. Moving on, 1B. You just sticking with Grogu here for a second. This is a very oddly specific <laughs> prediction you had. You thought Grogu would not only wield the Darksaber, which we later learned would make him the rightful ruler of Mandalore. <laughs> it turns out. Oh, Grogu. Why do you think I came all this way? <laughs> but you also thought that he would wield it in such a specific way that he would use it to stab Moff Gideon in the eye. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Now... I want you to remember that this is basically a sword and your theory, even if it wasn't the Darksaber, would be that somebody was going to put a sword specifically through Moff Gideon's eye and it would be this little baby. Uh-huh. It would have been really f cool if he did though, right? Oh, no doubt. That's my defense no of doubt. like 90% of my theories. Yeah. It would have been cool. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I'll accept that defense. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I know it didn't happen. Say it would have been the most insane shit ever if it's just like, Grogu's just like, <laughs> yeah. What I was, and it's like head is just pinned into the wall. <laughs> I thought what was going to happen was like, if this was going to go down, it would have been a fight. He would have been like, and then Mando would have forced back the Darksaber with the Beskar spear. And then just like randomly Grogu would have like, moved his hands back before he could retract the blade and it would have gone in his eye. Grogu would have put a piece of gum in the handle and then he'd be like, what is going on? And then <laughs> Grogu uses the force to make it. <laughs> hey, there's still time left. Could still be that scene from the Sixth Science where he's, you want to see my dad, you want to play with my dad's Darksaber? <laughs> Darksaber gash. Darksaber gash. I have a lot of fond memories there of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not since Pornhub removed everything that wasn't from verified creators. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I accept those and I accept your apology uh, for now. Uh, moving on, we're going to do a quick rest at, over at the boys. Uh -huh. I just really want to quickly call out here on your HR complaints form. 
that uh, you thought the secret soup uh, who popped the heads was the poor bearded extra in the background. <laughs> and you also thought that the fly would be so important that you had fly watch on the boys after show. Uh, it was going to be the identity of Swato. You made once again, you made poor Tommy track this fly and appearances of any flies he went insane and never paid off and that poor bearded extra he'll never work again because of what you said yeah, oh yeah i feel bad for that dude or he's trying like hey i got to be zoomed in on in a new rockstars video that's cool i'm gonna wear this beard that's what you do if you're ever like working in the extra business always have like some kind of weird feature or whatever people will point you out and be like hey that's that dude you no know, this is true if you're in a crowd shot or whatever always have two things one a strong reaction and interact with somebody else Yep, yep. It always works. They will always focus on you, just so you know. Or if you're in a Marvel movie, wear a Hot Topic skirt with a web pattern and everyone will think you're Gwen Stacy. <laughs> and they have to use you yeah. now. In, in, uh, yeah, with the boys, I totally whiffed on the call of who that head popper was. The show did such a good job of hiding the fact that it was Congresswoman Newman. Um, they, like, even to the point of having her character development go in the complete opposite direction. I honestly think Philip in season three that a lot of people are going to be like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. It is kind of like one of those big things like Hux in The Rise of Skywalker where he's like, I'm the spy. And everyone's like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But wait a minute. Huh? He blew up a star system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, we don't ask those questions. No. <laughs> we, we just enjoy it. Um, no, but I, uh, that's fine. I just want you to apologize to both that fly and the bearded man. Yes. But you can use the same apology for both. Uh, okay, because they are the same character. Is that what you're saying, Philip? Ooh, what <laughs> no. we got wrong 2021? Bearded fly watch. <laughs> 2021. The bearded fly watch. Step right up to yeah. see the bearded fly. It's already a... Crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fly. I'm sorry, Extra. I wish you were the head popper. That would have been really cool, right? Man, what a cool role that'd be. Would it have been cool if some random Extra was like this big villain the whole time? I would have been, uh, I, if, if it were that guy, I would have been like, what? <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on to, this is one of your um, bigger swings, and you, you really took a lot of heat for this, and then you were dead wrong. So uh, I just, you know, really made sure to take... <laughs> this moment uh, and save it for the, for later in the year. The Justice League Snyder Cut. So there was this whole release of Snyder Cut campaign and a lot of passionate people working really hard and, and just dedicating themselves to this thing. And you said that it was all a hoax. It never existed. There was no Snyder Cut and it would never be released. And that the hashtag was uh, the imaginary thinking of just a very small group that was just very vocal on social media. <laughs> Uh, roll the clip. It's essentially a conspiracy theory, not always a terrible one. But my theory on this is, is I think this is essentially a much, much smaller movement than the media and that social media in particular oh. is making it out to be. It's not a real news story. It's manufactured. And I feel like if we were to talk about it on, on social media, specifically use that hashtag, yeah. we're just playing into like a small contingency of people who are just trying to use us to further that message. It's, and I don't want to be part of it. Keep rolling right. the clip. Roll more of that clip. Come on. No, dude, we're not watching a whole episode of Rogue Theory inside of this. Or you could just put a period at the end of the sentence. That's what a lot of people say. No, uh, yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I 
first off, and you'll see if you go watch that episode, please watch it. I do say that I wanted there to be a great Snyder cut of Justice League that was true to how great DC Comics are. Because as someone who grew up reading DC Comics, I was always more of a DC guy. I loved Batman comics. I read far more DC comics than I did Marvel comics as a kid. I thought Marvel comics in the 90s were weird. I was like, I don't know what this X-Force is. It's freaking me out and weird. And I really only read Frank Miller's Daredevil uh, because I had known Frank Miller from his Batman graphic novels. So I was like, this guy's great. So I did say that it was an overblown social media movement and we would never see the Snyder Cut. But I did also think, and I think I was right about this, that there wasn't an actual watchable Snyder Cut that you could just release by a click of a button or a wave of a wand. Some people would say the Whedon Cut isn't watchable either. You won't let me live. You won't let me die. <laughs> Some people might say that the Snyder Cut is unwatchable once it's done. We'll see. We will see. I think it'll be better for sure than the weed and cut uh i don't know if it will be good i don't know if it will fix all the problems that were there just based off of my, what i know about what snyder actually did one i i don't know if that will be well, perfect why won't it be it'll be longer <laughs> it'll be more it'll be kind of like the the ultimate edition of batman v superman i guess it was better but it was really at the end of the day just more of batman v superman and snyder's vision don't let your dreams be dreams I love his visual style. There are some issues with like story beats that I'm not crazy about with the way he like structures his scripts. You can't you can't start taking apart Zack Snyder's work while you're supposed to yeah. be apologizing to him for second guessing <laughs> him. Apologies to Zack Snyder. Uh, apologies to Zack Snyder and all everyone who tweeted a release of Snyder Cut because clearly your movement was successful. You uh, you accomplished what I thought was impossible and you got this movie. You got Warner's attention. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. However, I think there was a smaller group of very, very successful people getting the word out about this. But was it millions strong? No. And we have the numbers on our end to prove that this was a, a truly grassroots small movement that was very effective at amplifying their message rather than actually getting like hardcore believers of a million people or it might what do you mean you have the numbers what what work did you put in did you hire someone to, uh -huh, to look uh -huh. into all these people well for one we had the petition the petition didn't garner more than 10 percent of the uh, number of people who signed the petition to reshoot game of thrones season eight more than i can say for this lot get these prisoners to work and no video about the snyder cut that we have made on this channel has got more than a million views which tells you something and that's when there have been trailers that have come out when been huge news you still think it's a hoax it's a fake i don't think it's a hoax i just think it's actually a smaller group of people who want it than it seems to be. it's surreal i bet you're the first person that's gonna want a snyder cut vaccine too <laughs> hey i do <laughs> i don't think that's a hoax bump me <laughs> bump me if i get the vaccine i have to go outside again i don't wanna go outside other mistakes you've made <laughs> this is my favorite time of year the movie tenet you built it up over a year of building this movie up, saying that it was going to be game-changing, it was going to change cinema, it was going to change the concept of time travel. <laughs> Not just in, in film, but just in general, like the ways that people could travel through time. So it's going to use this form called the inverted body uh, time travel, also known as pear-shaped, but a form of time travel that's never been shown in movies before, and it's just going to blow everybody's f***ing mind. And that's maybe the only part that's true, is that that movie did destroy so many brain cells for so many people, but it was kind of a normal time travel thing. Yeah. I don't believe it at all. 
You know what, Philip? You are right. I, uh, you saw my trailer breakdowns. I found that, like, law of entropy on a dry erase board. Some of them. This is, <laughs> uh, this is gonna be, uh, epic. And they talked about entropy. I really thought we, we cracked the code of it. And they had the red and the blue chamber. I'm like, this is just like Maxwell's thought experiment that he had written on a dry erase board in the trailer. That might have informed Nolan's research. And it obviously did. Nolan understood laws of thermodynamics. It was clearly like in the subtext of the movie, but it was not. At no point did someone do a Doc Brown and draw like a timeline on a board. Uh, it was all rushed explanations spoken through uh, masks that made it hard <laughs> for us to hear them. Um, but to be clear, <laughs> to be fair, it's possible that it was what you said and no one heard it. What did you say? Really, what we found while we watched it, spoiler warning for Tenet, it was a different form of time travel that we described as this always happened time travel, where like the act of time travel is something that has always happened in a predestined loop. You know it from the Prisoner Basketball, you know how Harry knew that time travel was the answer because he realized a past version of himself had been helping him. That's kind of what Tenet is. The difference is, and I guess you could say this is mind blowing, rather than the act of time travel being something that happens real fast, so that you travel through the timeline. And, and appear instantaneously at the new point in the timeline, Tenet forces you to relive in real time, just in reverse order, that whole history until you get back to a reset turnstile point. So it's a more tedious version of time travel than we've ever seen on screen before. Uh, visually stunning, but conceptually mind-blowing, eh, it's up for debate. No thanks. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to accept that you were wrong. <laughs> I was no, wrong. Yeah. Now, I, I want to be clear. The list of things that you got wrong is endless, egregious, and a danger to mankind. <laughs> but we only have so much time. So I just want to pick one more that our audience was really demanding your head for. Uh, and that's that you said that you knew who the villain of She-Hulk was going to be. You put it all online and you said that it was gonna be Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross was gonna come back as Red Hulk you've been pushing that you're the biggest William Hurt fan in the world apparently and you're like this guy needs to be jacked bloated <laughs> red and thick and veiny and that's mm, I'm waiting for that you kept pushing it and you were wrong it turns out wrong sir wrong but I will give you not the craziest distance from what ended up happening, finding out that Abomination is going to come back and not Thunderbolt Ross's Red Hulk. Yeah, um, I was completely shocked that they brought back Abomination for this. It was something that we did another video talking about all the, the villains who might still be alive in the MCU. Abomination was on that list just because in a Reddit AMA, Kevin Feige teased this like back in 2017. He's like, Abomination is still in a, you know, in a prison cell somewhere. He might show back up. And we're like, yeah, whatever. But the fact that they're bringing him back, I hope they do a redesign for him even if it means like doing a retcon to make that character a form of red hulk that would be really cool you see me i'm Why still pushing for it. it i think he looks i cool. thought abomination was yeah, you still just mess. want the red bloated guy uh abomination was uh really yeah he was too desaturated too not enough of a face it was just too much of a monster to latch on to anything visually I like that he had bones. That was cool. That's I did like the, the stab, the, the elbow stab. That was cool. Yeah, I hope that they still keep up this Red Hulk thing, that Thunderbolt Ross comes back in some future property uh, as Red Hulk. That would be cool. But yeah, it's a bit much to say that he's going to be in a half-hour legal thriller comedy on Disney+, Plus, starring Jennifer Walters. He's going to bring back uh, William Hurt, uh, just <laughs> yeah. like, like for a sitcom 
where he's like, all right, I'm Red Hulk now. No one asks any questions. Uh, yeah, people are just, and he keeps leading like, like normal. Is this Boston legal or is this yeah. freaking World War Hulk? If there's any other things that you want Eric to answer to, feel free to tweet at him, at Tommy Bechtold, uh, just with all your hate, and he will will take it and I'll answer each one one by one. Uh, but those are just some of the highlights. Uh, Eric, the much crazier theories uh, that you pitched in 2020 are for titles that turned out didn't even come out <laughs> this year. So we still don't even know. But I want to put them up on the board uh, just so that you have to answer to these. Somebody's going to keep track of all this. Oh. Not me. I'm you know, only interested for the shaming part. Boo this man! So let's go and do the things that are our wait and see how bad you f***ed them up uh, list. Uh-oh, these are the ones I am actually very worried about because this is stuff where it's like a rainy day and I was just swung for the fences. Before we get to these, um, because I might have to jump out the window during these, I, I actually want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode. You're stalling. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our friends at DoorDash for helping us make this episode. One thing we didn't get wrong this year was using DoorDash to order delicious food. No office meant no office-wide Chipotle Fridays with producer Zach running up to pick up burrito bowls. Well, with DoorDash, Chipotle Fridays are alive and well. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering so easy. You just open the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat. Your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S. and Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, hey, Wendy's, ho-ho, and the Cheesecake Factory. Yes, yes. Uh, many of your favorite local <laughs> restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BIGQUESTION. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BIGQUESTION. Don't forget, that's code BIGQUESTION for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We also want to thank our friends at Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. If you use a big wireless provider, do you really know what you're paying for? Do you? Because I get overcharged on those big carriers all the time. Between expensive retail stores, their inflated prices, their hidden fees, you are being taken advantage of all the time because they just know, well, you got to pay it because you're with us. Well, enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile's great. They provide the same premium network coverage that you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. They save on retail locations and overhead that these other big dumb companies have to cover, and they pass all those savings on to you. Mobile companies are kind of like cable companies or power companies, right? Like nobody really likes them, but you don't really have a choice, it feels like. Well, Mint Mobile gives you that choice, which I love. They're changing the game. Uh, Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Can you believe that? 15 bucks a month. Imagine paying 15 bucks a month on your cell phone bill. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. You can choose between plans with 3 or 8 or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash big Q. That's mintmobile.com slash big Q. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash big Q. 
We also want to thank our friends at Calm. 2020 has been a lot and we could all benefit from less stress and more sleep in our lives. It's so important to take care of yourself and invest in our well-being during times of anxiety. That is why we're excited to partner with Calm. That is the app designed to help ease your stress and get the best sleep of your life. And when you relieve anxiety and improve your sleep, you feel better in every part of your life. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like soundscapes, guided meditations, over a hundred sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, Laura Dern. Over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. And for listeners of this show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash big question. That is 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com slash big question. That's calm.com slash Big question. Did you just insert an entire ad break just to delay having to answer for your stupid theories? Yes, it's a delay tactic. Did it work? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I, I calmed down once you talked about that sweet, sweet Mint Mobile. <laughs> it's a great I, deal. <laughs> yeah, I actually am a big fan of DoorDash because they are letting us do something insane uh, that uh, I can't talk to any of you yet. Even you, Eric. Even It me. heavily involves you. We'll yeah. talk about it off camera. Nope. It'll be on camera. You'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm terrified by whatever that is. Let's answer the question of what are your most insane, maybe bullshit theories that are still wait and see, and they're still from 2020, <laughs> but you got lucky because they got delayed, and you, you might be completely wrong, okay. but we don't know just yet. You ready? Right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Number one, WandaVision. You have said time and time again, so many times. Everything is Mephisto. That's Mephisto. That puppy is Mephisto. The wall is Mephisto. My fist is Mephisto. Everything is Mephisto. You could be right. Yeah. You're probably going to be wrong. Then everything mm, is Mephisto. We'll see. Uh, I have not said... Literally everything. I've not said your fist is Mephisto, but that would have been good. I have said your sister's Mephisto. That's a good one. Your sister Mephisto. Sister Mephisto. <laughs> My sister Mephisto. What? We'll see. Look, this is another one where it's like, I really want it to be true. And a lot of people, I don't know where they're getting this. Some people have said, this doesn't even happen in the comics. So he's just like, no, there is a West Coast Adventures series in the 80s where Wanda has these fake kids with Vision. And there is a witch who helps them look after them. And those kids are revealed to be illusory puppets of another force who was being operated by Mephisto. I, I think that's where they're coming from here. I think they're saying it's similar to the Vision Nuclear Family comics, uh, the the King ones, uh, or that it's House of M. I don't think we're going to get to House of M yet. Um, but you are right. Mephisto has not been in any literal form in any footage so far. I'm, I'm fine with Mephisto showing up. Yeah. I think Mephisto showing up is super interesting. I think your theory of everything's Mephisto is a bit Oh, of a I don't think everything's Mephisto. I just think it's Oh, kind of, he admitted it! It's like the line in Ratatouille. Not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. Not everyone is Mephisto, but Mephisto can come from anywhere. Any versus every. I think any of these one things might be evidence of Mephisto's corruptive influence, but... I get it. I know I sound kind of crazy saying that is, that is, that is, that is. It, probably not everything is. Uh, moving on to uh, also kind of related to WandaVision. Uh, another big swing you're taking is that you said WandaVision 
Spider-Man 3, and Doctor Strange 2 are all a big multiverse crisis that's mm. going to tie in the alternate Spider-Verses, but the live-action ones, and potentially, uh, which all sounds honestly like it might happen, but then you also tie it in this thing randomly that Tony Stark is going to appear as an alternate Sorcerer Supreme, <laughs> which kind of like, why did you tag that on? You were doing so well. Because um, if you put Iron Man in anything, people like it more. <laughs> that's why. That, no. you, that's a, your, for your theory or your thumbnail? or what yeah that's for the thumbnail um <laughs> uh, philip is referring to our um our big finale of rogue theory last week this is like my big master theory for 2020 definitely go check out that episode it's bit it like it, it was so awesome the way that episode went down but yeah it's my big multiverse theory i don't know how many of these things are going to tie into it i feel like multiverse is the answer for spider-man 3 the fact that dr strange is going to be in it and that sam raimi has been it sounds like instrumental in getting all these other spider-verse villains and characters in it. Here we go. Rounding the corner with a bunch of Spider-Man. Here we are, Manhattan. Can you handle it? And he's directing Doctor Strange 2. I think those two movies are going to be pretty tied together. Uh, and they said Wanda's going to be a character who comes back in the Doctor Strange 2 movie. So based on all that, I feel like those three movies are intertwined. I don't think that's too crazy. But uh, Tony Stark coming back might be a bit of a reach. I only say that just because we want to see him come back. It would be so easy just to have archive footage of an alternate reality Tony Stark because they have a video and set photo of when they were going to do a bit in Infinity War where Tony Stark was going to wear the Cloak of Levitation and they could just literally drag and drop rotoscope like they did Mark Hamill's face and throw that on a stand-in on a green screen and boom, you got just like a quick image. If someone just looks through a bunch of different portals, he could be on the other side of one of the portals and then my theory it works. The special effects artists are cringing so hard they're at like, your description no. of what their job is. <laughs> we just <laughs> drag, drag and drop. And drop. <laughs> yeah, that's how those Oswald pictures were faked. It's like, you know, the conspiracy on that. It's like, you just drag and drop and you uh -huh. create a conspiracy. Hey, some of those conspiracy photos are literal just drag and drop. Like, remember there was that uh, Deadpool on the set of, of Endgame photo? People were like, oh my God, Deadpool's going to be in it. Oh, we're right. like, it's just him on set from Deadpool 1. It's a total fabrication. Or whenever we pretend to me still alive yeah um okay so uh uh and then also related to all the, these upcoming series falcon and the winter soldier you said that, okay this isn't the craziest idea it's not like tony stark is gonna be in his search for supreme stupid but it's uh that cap gave sam a special shield that has some features that only sam can activate yeah i i like like cap this is this thin shield that somewhere in there it has all this tech that Cap did not related to Tony Stark because this is where he lived his own separate life uh -huh. and then hands off this this shield. So like in his own garage, he put in some. Sam I never said it was tech. I never said it was Cap, but I said he knows about it because here's just so people know, and it is a crazy theory. You're right, but this is a new shield. It has a different design. There are little notches in it, and there are weird like hexagonal, pentagonal tiles in it that look like they could be like removable in a way. So, and I think that there's a reason he gave it to Sam and not Bucky. And I think it's because Bucky already has his winter soldier arm that's made of uh, vibranium. I think this shield is going to be made out of like proto adamantium or something because we know, or at least we think cap lived in like an alternate history. And I think in that alternate history, he like 
made some cool friends who hooked him up with a really cool shield. He's gonna be like, Sam Wilson's gonna do some great stuff with this. Every time I call you out on your theory, you like make like, well, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, maybe the shield's proto-adamantium. And it's like, yeah, that's a fine theory. The idea that it's got like this special version that only works for Sam, but also your theory that he's like Sam and Bucky's dad. And it's like, well, Bucky, (laughs) you already have a metal arm. I gotta give something to Sam now. Uh, yeah, you are, you are voicing the concerns of uh, a big contingent of our viewers who are like, I was with you for the first half of the video. They had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. And then after the ad break, you said And then I stopped watching at the ad break. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You also said that the show was gonna introduce so many characters. They said Wolverine would get introduced in Falcon Winter Soldier, Ultron, and the Thunderbolts. It's possible. It is possible. Yeah, it's possible. We'll see, right? It's it, coming out in March. The I think Wolverine, we're going to Madripoor, which is so cool that they introduced that in the trailer, right? Like, what a cool setting. I love it in the Marvel Universe where they introduce these, like, places on Earth that we didn't know were there, whether it's Sokovia or Wakanda. Now we got another one, so it's like, oh, we're not going to Berlin or London now. It's like, they can really do some world building. So with Madripoor, there's a lot of potential tie-ins with mutants, and I... I think that could be a place that ties in Wolverine. If not in this show, maybe in a future installment, like Secret Invasion or something. We'll see. Reminder that this is the list of things that you guys are going to hold Eric to as these things come out. uh, And and just make him pay dearly if he gets these wrong. They'll pay for this. Real quick, let's uh, fly through some of these Black Widow ones. Uh, You said that Natasha's going to surgically swap bases with Yelena Belova. That that still could happen, honestly. Um, So I I hope it does, kind of. But that... I don't know if I wanted to say that way. I don't know, but it could happen. Yeah. Uh, what I don't think will ever happen is that Ivan Vanko or uh, Whiplash is going to be revealed to be Natasha's father. I think it's weird that you think that all Russian people are related. Right, and only one person can have the name Ivan in Russia. Fair. Yeah, Ivan Drago, yeah. Ivan Vanko. One of them's her dad. I do deserve to be called out for this one. Uh, this was a, one of those rainy day theories, and I think a lot of it was like, this was kind of blowing up on social media. People were asking us about it, and we're like, Let's just do a video to explain how it would be possible because that journey is interesting to talk about, but the conclusion is not the case. He is not her dad. And I don't want Whiplash to come back to the MCU. Yeah, God, what a weird choice. So, but those are all silly. There are two predictions you made for uh, for Black Widow that I hate. <laughs> and, I, and I just, I'm like, no, that better not be true. Uh, they're both related to the same thing. They're both related to Natasha dying. One is uh, you said that you thought that maybe Tony Stark traded his life for hers oh. when he snapped. I hope not. That'd be uh, yeah. weird. You know what? I think I based this on uh, before we knew that there was an actual scene with him talking to Morgan Stark in his uh, orange right. realm. And then that footage came out. Uh, so I was like, uh-oh. But I had a theory that he talked to Natasha Romanov or was met with her in that moment. And he's like, I'm going to trade my life for yours. And that she would be brought back to life on Vormir and wake up in that soul puddle because it's all connected to the soul stone. Nope. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the case. And I'm glad that they, they did not listen to you on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also very similar. As she was falling to her death, she was like, wait a second. And she said that out loud, and then she checked her pocket, and she's like, I've still got pin particles. And then she goes and, like, decides to travel and go have the entire Black Widow movie, go live all of those events, and then, I guess, bring herself back into it, and then let herself finish dying. 
That's your theory? Yep, that was a weird one. <laughs> how dare you? Hey, I just really want to like ruin that death scene. I here's the deal. You know how much I love time travel. My end game goal for all of New Rockstar's videos is to find a way to work time travel into every theory because I love it and I love finding new ways to do it. And end games time travel logic was so weird and so broken that I will always try to find weird ways to exploit it. Why not make it worse? You know, yeah. I thought it was fine. No, uh, call me weird. crazy. I liked Avengers Endgame. I like but... the movie. Its logic makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, time travel logic and characters that you make weird big swings about, it's always Tony Stark related too. Uh -huh. You said that Tony Stark secretly knew about Kang the Conqueror <laughs> yeah. and battled him off screen. Not even, this is why you made it, this is so crazy. Not even like in a movie we never got to see or some side time. During the events of Avengers Endgame, uh -huh. you're like, oh yeah. And then he also off screen was battling Kang the Conqueror. But you know, they thought maybe let's save that for a coloring book or something and not put it in a movie. <laughs> Philip, you are going to be so so stupid when that reveals to be true uh, you're gonna be like i'm so sorry can we cut that from the video you know you're gonna feel like no you're right okay look this is another example of a theory that is really cool to think about but probably not plausible and i base this all on the fact that tony stark knew a lot more about the infinity stones and about time travel before we saw his character supposedly learn about time travel. Like there was that Wakanda Files book where he's like talking all about time travel and all these ramifications of time travel that uh, he was far more wise about it. So it led me to believe that did this guy explore alternate timelines somewhere off screen during Avengers Endgame, uh, time does jump forward. They were supposedly working on that quantum tunnel for months. They all had uh, enough time to change their clothes before they had Hulk snap the gauntlet. So if they had enough time to do that, couldn't they? Couldn't they? I think the big detail, Philip, that we still don't have answers on are there are other dates on that quantum tunnel device when Nebula works on it. Things that go back to 2009, things that go back to 2988 BC. So clearly they did more time traveling in Avengers Endgame than we saw on screen. That's the only part that I like about your theory is that there may have been other events that took place and we'll find out later. The part where, where <laughs> why doesn't Tony even talk about it? Tony doesn't even go like, hey, by the way, I'm dealing with some stuff. He doesn't want them to worry. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a good guy. Also, uh, Fantastic Four, speaking of traveling to another time and having a whole story, this one is actually my only theory of yours that I, uh, my only time I've ever liked something you've said in my life. Um, and this is uh, because I'm super on board for this. Uh, it's bad to have a tweet for it. But you said that you think that Hank Pym's friends in the 1960s will be revealed to have been the Fantastic Four that got stuck in the quantum realm, maybe even in that hidden city. Uh, and that they'll come back in present day uh, MCU in their upcoming film. The only tweak I have is that I don't want them to come back to present day. I would oh. love the whole thing to take place in the 60s and just yeah. stay there. That could be really fun. My only uh, quibble with that would be like, well, then why didn't more people know about them? Why didn't uh, Coulson have trading cards for them? You know, if they were these people. I, I needed some kind of they reason. They died terribly. If they had <laughs> some crazy, crazy death. <laughs> I think yeah. in my theory, I was like, I need uh, an excuse to get them out of the 60s before they got famous so that 
you know, the world kind of didn't know their names yet. Um, but I, I hope this is a case too. Uh, you and I have talked about this a lot because it, it has come up in a bunch of my theories. Really, I'm, we're borrowing it from Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed said he pitched a Fantastic Four movie to Fox back in the day, which was going to be like a Hard Day's Night style 60s romp through New York with the Fantastic Four, uh, which sounds great. And Peyton Reed, they're giving him the keys to the castle with Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. Disney loves this guy. He, he directed the finale episode of The Mandalorian. Such a great episode. Right. So clearly uh, Peyton Reed's going to factor into the future of a lot of Disney. Disney titles in the future maybe it'll be uh john watts is directing the fantastic four i know but i I think it might still be set up with ant-man 3 moving on the batman you have this big theory that the riddler isn't going to be the actual villain and i think actually this is one of your cooler theories that it's actually going to be the court of owls and my favorite part about it is i think that part's fine but i like how you think that they've been manipulating batman to actually kind of be their kind of Talon-esque executioner and he doesn't even realize he's playing for the wrong team. Yeah, uh, I hope that's the case, right? Because um, it does sound like this is going to deal with the, like, the history of the uh, the Wayne family and how they're part of the problem and uh, that'd be a cool version of the Batman story we haven't seen before. We won't know about that till 2022 though. And then one of your uh, smaller swings, and there's a kind of pun here, is that you think there's another Mjolnir out there. Uh-huh. Um, this is going back to uh, Marvel and going to the upcoming Thor movie and you think Jane Foster is wielding a back up version of Meow Meow that was secretly made on Nidavellir that they, again, they're just, you know, all those moments that they just don't show on screen when they're like, oh my God, hold it open. We have, you know, the ability to make Stormbreaker real quick, but yeah. let's also quickly make a backup version of Mjolnir <laughs> 2 real fast and not show that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I th- they're going to have to explain how the hell Mjolnir is back in this reality, or maybe Love and Thunder takes place in a different reality where Mjolnir was not destroyed by Hela. But it's weird that that's the prop they had Natalie Portman hold at 2019 Comic-Con, right? I still think it'd be fun if Cap never returned Mjolnir to to that timeline because yeah. he like leaves with it and he just screws over that it's Thor like, and he's like uh, here you go Jane Foster Cap do you have do you have Mjolnir and he's like no I'm calling to it it's calling back to it <laughs> you said that um in that Hulk spe- specifically Bruce Banner is going to use that stupid joke of being able to make yourself younger with the quantum tech and like turn yourself into a baby and he's going to use that to make himself pre-Hulk Bruce Banner which I don't know why he would do that. He's in such a wonderful place where he gets to be thick-ass Hulk and smart right now. He can't Every buy man shoes, woman Philip. That. Well, he can buy shoes, but he can't wear shoes, Philip. <laughs> and if we learn anything from 2020, it's that you need to wear Vessi sneakers. They're great. They fit your foot like a sock. I haven't worn shoes in a year. <laughs> <laughs> what are shoes? Why are shoes? Shoes, shoes, shoes. 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 Thanos sword. Oh, no. Don't bring this one up. This is a weird theory. Okay. This is so weird. You thought that, again, you always think these, like, insane things are happening. I actually like this one, though. But that Thanos, when he throws his sword through the quantum tunnel, where he's, like, destroying it, that the sword actually goes through the quantum tunnel, pops out the other side, and then just, like, kills Uncle Ben or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Ben would be great. That's a great idea. That's the story of Uncle Ben. Well, you said it was just going to murder an extra because you hate extras. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Um, that's a crazy theory, especially since the sword doesn't have pin particles. I think the logic I used was that it has some weird magic on it that Thanos has some kind of telekinetic link to it and that you don't need pin particles to access the quantum realm. You just need it to navigate the quantum realm. I'm an idiot. (laughs) But, okay, speaking of your idiot brain, sometimes it's a pretty good idiot brain. Aw, 
Thanks. Yeah, because there are times we get some stuff uh, right, and I want to uh, acknowledge some wins that you've had and some wins Yay! that you've brought in your rock stars and that oh. I'm very proud of being associated with and taking credit for. Specifically, maybe the most famous one. This is a list of, of some things you got right. Eric, you got James Gunn to tweet good work at us because of your Easter egg uh, analysis of Guardians of the Galaxy. You found a big piece of that long time hidden uh, Easter egg in the film related to Quill's mom. Why don't you quickly tell us about that? Yeah, it sounds like, uh, so James Gunn hid this uh, famous Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy They says no one has fully found yet. And according to him, I got closer than anyone else has gotten. Uh, there's been a lot of other people online, people like MT who's been on the show this year um, and other, there's like a whole Discord server that's dedicated to finding this. They've uh, been able to make some progress in decoding um, what the coordinates translate to that you see throughout the movie. And I, uh, in our analysis, kind of talked about how how there's a connection with the soundtrack with these coordinates with Meredith Quill and that Meredith Quill might be some kind of cosmic entity or that she might not fully be dead even though you know at the end of the movie they say that her human form died I think she might be some kind of space goddess James Gunn has shot down that she's Lady Death or Eternity but there might be some other kind of new figure that he's introduced. Don't to don't add on theories that might make you wrong. Take the win. Take the W. I'll take the win. I think our analysis yeah. uh, definitely gave people a scope of what the theory is that people hadn't been able to do yet. Now, that made uh, James Gunn tweet, good job. But you also made James Gunn tweet, this motherfucker, when you found the villain Starro in uh, the sizzle reel imagery in the Suicide yes. Squad. He did not tweet that. Uh, I don't, or if he, he probably didn't want to give us any kind of attention, the fact that we found it, but we totally found Starro uh, in Suicide Squad. I feel super proud of this one. Like, I went through that sizzle reel frame by frame. A lot of people were like, oh, we're not even going to talk about this. It's just a sizzle reel. They edited it so deceptively to try to hide any details. And after, like, the morning of, I had already shot a video about this. I was looking through it again. I slacked John, or I I'm like, John, I just found Starro in this. He's like, who's Starro? And I'm like, it's the guy. <laughs> I, it's the Starface latching villain from DC. And I found a couple spots where you can see it. And uh, yeah, he's there. He's going to be the villain. Yeah. And then real quick, I want to uh, just list some of the stuff that I think like most people thought was going to happen, but I do have to give you credit for. You did predict that Luke Skywalker would show up in The Mandalorian. You did also predict that Secret Invasion would be a uh, Nick Fury series in development, but that did kind of seem like where things were headed. Uh, and you also were able to tell that Stormfront was an ageless Nazi in the boys, but it kind of seemed like a lot of people guessed that too. But Sure, you still get points for all of those. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think with each of those, a lot of people did think it was going that way. But anytime I talked about it, I, I feel protective of these uh, theories because I did mention them early on. And I had so many people say, the f*** is this guy talking about? Shut up. You're just reading it. You're saying everything's racist. Tweet. Yeah, you say everything's <laughs> a racist microaggression from Stormfront. And like, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, everything she was. said was yeah, yeah. racist. But... The my favorite things that you got right, um, specifically, I, I was pretty impressed with your when Jonathan Majors was announced as Kang, uh, and you tied him to the Quantum Realm city, and you also said that he was probably going to get introduced in Loki and stuff. Yeah. It looks like that's actually going to be the case. So yeah, I think that's hopefully. pretty good to yeah. take a bow on that. Uh, thank you. I will. Yes. Um, and I a lot of people saw that Quantum Realm city after Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, the fact that it looks so much like Chronopolis, it was just something where it's like. I feel like one thing we do well here, and all of us kind of have this skill at New Rockstars, is identifying it's like, no, it's clearly going in this direction. I know it could also be this thing or this thing or this thing. No, it's obviously, if, as filmmakers, we're like, if I'm going to pull a reference from the comics, I'm going to pull that one. Yeah. Okay. But my favorite 
thing you got right is unfortunately the most troubling thing that you got right. The fact that you figured this out says something awful about you. What are you talking about? They have this cipher in oh. the Batman riddles <laughs> uh-huh. where a murderer, a Zodiac style murderer is putting in this cipher code and it's for Batman to figure out Batman being the world's greatest detective. It's a smaller film. It's going to be this big deal. Uh, just like the Zodiac had this mysterious cipher and then was doing these coded messages and you pretty much before anybody else decoded this serial killer's message almost as if you knew what the code would be because serial killers have this ability to understand their each other's ciphers. Is that the case, sir? Oh, Philip. How are, did you know? You How are making you know? the same thing that a lot of people thought that the puzzle guy who worked for the San Francisco Chronicle was Zodiac himself. Gray Smith himself was Zodiac just because he You're was- You're familiar with the Zodiac stuff too. Oh, everyone should be familiar with Zodiac. It's like California legend. It's like Hulehauser level California trivia. <laughs> Uh, true rear. your hero. Uh, avocado eating dog. Yeah, so he lies still. That was the code. And, you know, a lot of people did kind of figure this out. I was one of the, the early ones. And it's not that difficult of a substitution code to figure out. You do look for recurring Not symbols. for a murderer. <laughs> and the reason I was able to figure this out is I just watched Zodiac. I watch it like every... You watch it every day when you wake up. Yeah, yeah. Zodiac is, is one of my favorite movies. And there's a scene in Zodiac where Jake Gyllenhaal tells Tony Stark that I... Uh, how do you find the double <laughs> L? And you were able to get the word kill from the zodiac ciphers because the double l is the most common double consonant in the english language and you can uh verify from there that there's a vowel that comes before that and that vowel shows up earlier and he lies still and then um because we've done jokey improv sets so many times i was be like what's a good pun answer that was probably the answer of what does a liar do when he's dead he lies still you know from that we we're able to kind of like look at some of the other riddles that are posed throughout that trailer and i think we predicted like half the movie <laughs> so you are a murderer confirmed uh fun thing about that <laughs> Zodiac thing. I don't know if you guys saw this, but that uh, recently they finally uh, broke an, a part of uh, like <laughs> a recent cipher. Yeah, and he's kind of stupid. <laughs> you realize like he keeps messing up in his own thing, which is what made it so hard. Yeah. So he would like lose track of where he was in the letter, and he would rewrite the same like word by accident so. yeah that's the thing uh when you try to decode these things anytime we assume like perfection by the people right. who are orchestrating these conspiracies no most of the time people make mistakes and that's what makes these things so hard to figure out and then finally the last thing here i have is just uh for 20 points uh, i do keep points on all your theories <laughs> is just that you uh you did predict that there would be a tony stark successor in riri williams uh as yeah. ironheart and kevin feige just announced her own solo series i can't believe that's that's the direction they're going i um we did a who was be the worthiest successor of iron man video earlier this year and riri williams i kind of looked at it it's like she would be a great option she's like an mit student and uh she checks a lot of boxes so it's like hell yeah go with riri and they absolutely did so awesome so let's sum up your points are you ready to find out yes. uh, how you did let's see 20 points for that 1006 for this 441 335 21.6 uh, 289, uh, 543. Eric, we love you 3,000. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Oh, 3,000 points going. on a scale of 100,000 possible points. Oh, that's but fair. <laughs> I think that's 3, fair. 3,000. Uh-huh. Uh, you live to fight another well, day. Well, there's always 2021, right? 
Uh, we'll see. All right, uh, Eric, congrats on a uh, positive uh, average on your year. You did you did pretty solid. Good work. Everybody give it up for Eric Voss. Thanks, and, everyone. Uh, the willingness he he uh, has to make a fool of himself. Yeah, yeah, that, that it is required for the job, I think. Philip, we have time for one more box of scraps question for the year. Mm. Um, and we're going to stick to this whole theme of, um, you know, owning up to mistakes, because that's what you do at the end of the year. And uh, the question is was there anything ever non new rock stars video related that you were ever absolutely dead wrong about um let's see um yeah there's i've made all kinds of everyone makes mistakes right i'm trying to think of one where it's like i was you're vamping yeah, <laughs> uh well uh we're going back to me and philip's improv days at the university of florida tsf for life that whole choice was wrong. Yeah, all <laughs> of improv wrong. was kind of a mistake. It no, improv was a mistake. It got us to where we are now. We made all of our that's friends true, true. and met all of our yeah. friend, uh, friends and loved ones through this. But um, there was this weird philosophy that I have, and you remember this, Philip? I was I was president of TSF um, at one point, and I had this like weird. Um, so just to give people a sense of how it worked, TSF was like our main improv club. There was like, you know, 75 people who were part of it. And, you know, there were all these little inner teams, different house teams that you could audition to be a part of. And because it's such a big crowd, it's hard to stand out. A lot of people break off and form their side groups. And for whatever reason, I hated that. I got so pissed <laughs> off when people would make indie teams and be like, no, no one's allowed to make indie groups Everyone can only be a part of TSF or one of the audition teams. And if any of your indie teams uh, take the place of your priorities and your responsibilities and your commitment to this club, you are going to be asked to leave your indie team. I was such a uh, crazy dictator Gosh. about that. <laughs> and I would write these long blogs about how people's uh, commitments were in question if they were part of too many indie teams. I would form this kind of like SS where I would be like, if anyone hears someone is going to form an indie team, I need to know about it. And then I'm going to send someone in there to convince them it was a bad idea. And I had people in the club just be like, what is wrong with you? Everyone should be trying to do as many indie shows as they can. And I guess I thought that like, well, if you put an indie team together and you suck and you put that show up in front of an audience, that audience will think improv sucks and no one will ever, that person, that audience will never see one of our improv shows. You'll turn them off of improv. Uh, what I fail to believe is that the shows we were doing were just as bad and that, yeah, maybe people shouldn't spend all their time doing and watching <laughs> improv. Uh, and that it took me like 15 years to learn that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you eventually <laughs> you yeah. learned that. Uh, it, was, uh, it was very recent that you feel like you learned that. Yeah. I'm having trouble thinking about things that I'm, I'm absolutely like dead wrong about. the um, Because honestly, too many of them are, are, it's either like I can't think of them or they're so bad that I can never tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could I could be canceled. I could be killed. I could be jailed. Uh, the only I guess the only thing that's coming to mind is that there was a girl that I was dating during those same same years, and she was way too good for me. Like everybody knew that. I would constantly get asked like, "How are you dating this girl? Like, are you paying her? What the, what the hell? Are you dying?" And it's a make a wish thing. Um, I was like, "Yes, yes," and they're like, "Still, we don't get it." Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I was trying to do everything I could to hold on to her because even I was like, what am I doing? How do I not fuck this up? And um, it was her birthday. And I was like, I need to make a big grand gesture. That's going to be so cool to do. Well, first of all, she she <laughs> like went out of town right before and she went to Vegas and she 
I, I later, I'm pretty sure, cheated on me with an NHL player while I was oh, there. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, now what, you know what happens in about. Vegas, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when an NHL player, uh, yeah. I mean, what a boring. Anyway, yeah. um, so uh, she comes back, and it's already like a little uncomfortable. And meanwhile, I'm like, I've prepared this insane uh, like treasure hunt thing around the city of Gainesville to um, make her like I don't know, stay in love with me or something. <laughs> Uh, and so I made her do so much work about like solving these riddles. And I, and I remember like each one had a little message to it. And number one, like resulted in, she found a pot full of dirt and it had like a special message on it. And I remember that the, the theme on that one, cause I overthink everything was like, our love is a seed that will grow one day. Or oh. So it wasn't, it was just literally dirt with like seeds in it. Oh, so no. it was just ugly as hell. And I remember I painted it myself and she had to drive around all these things. And then the big payoff is that I've taken her to uh, see a show at, at the theater downtown. And I'm sitting there in my seat waiting for her to show up because she has to solve all the riddles <laughs> in order to go. And the show's like starting there like five minutes uh, before the show starts. And I'm sitting and she's not there. And I am not trying not to give her any clues. And I text her and I was like, you almost here? And she's, she just texts back, where? I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. This doesn't make any sense. And so I'm trying to give her like fast like solutions to- She's to like, I've eaten all the thing. dirt in the pot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at the bottom of the pot. I was like, you're still on stage one? You were supposed to be halfway across town? And then so I, I remember I tell her finally, I'm like, okay, fine. You're supposed to go to the hip. We're going to see a show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she's like, what? I'm not dressed for that. I was like, well, you get dressed fast. And like, I'm like mad at her now that she can't solve my own stupid riddle. <laughs> I think I had a typo in it too, which made it worse. Uh, and you're like, and the she, exactly. She shows up and she like sits down. She's like super annoyed. It's like her birthday celebration. And like, she's being really cold during the, the whole stupid show, some bad show. And then I remember like the next day, um, she, it just gets worse somehow. She basically breaks up with me. She's like, Aww. Hey, uh, I'm not feeling this. I think, I think we gotta see other people. And I somehow think I've got one move here. <laughs> and I said, and I said, no, we're, how about this? Give two weeks for you to come to your senses. I, I was like, maybe if she processes all of this stuff that I've no. just done for her. Uh, and she's like, what? And I'm like, that's all I ask. Two weeks yeah. for you to she just, just think to yourself. She just has that moment. She sits on a park bench and just like, yeah. the, the she dirt She just sits there for two weeks. Up. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> just it. like, oh my God, the dirt yeah. plus the hippodrome. Yeah. Oh my God, he's my, he's my uh, <laughs> lobster. He's my one. Uh, and she... Two, two weeks are passing, but I'm like, I, I'm like, I have to make absence, make the heart go fonder. So I refuse to see her, even though we do a lot of the same activities. And so she, I'm like hiding from her when she's like walking by in hallways with her friends. And I'm like hiding, pretending that so that she can't see me and stuff. And so two weeks pass and we meet up and I'm like, well, what do you think? She's like, absolutely. I still want to break up. Also, I saw you those times you were hiding from me. <laughs> you look way lamer. Uh and, and like, you're so like, not it only was went just through, another step of the yeah, the riddle. <laughs> she absolutely went from, okay, let's break up, you know, and it's not a big deal. We can still be friends to you are so weird. I don't like any of what happened here. And I think I'm never going to talk to you again. And she never did. <laughs> I um, love how both of our stories, we um, realized we were dead wrong about something, but in a weird way, those stories ended up being right for us. Obviously, it's right for you. You're in a much better place that you, you, you know, you didn't yeah. end up with this person. Uh, but in a way, I was right that like, I 
was like, I should have expedited improv's colossal failure and going out of style. <laughs> when really what we were wrong about is like, I should just let people be creative in the ways they wanted to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. And I should let girls dump me. <laughs> you should let girls dump you and they say and yeah. not say no to them. <laughs> That's what we were we were both so terrified of being left alone and not and the other people not taking our thing as seriously as we were, even though yes. we were taking it way too seriously. Yes, overthinking everything and thinking that people will see the joy in our weird, tedious activities that we saw. Yeah. And that's what New Rockstars became. That- <laughs> us overthinking everything and people seeing the joy. We <laughs> found our lobsters and they're the subscribers yeah. and watchers of you New Rockstars. Yeah. Oh, we're All most right, thankful Eric, for you. That's been 2020. Uh, good work. Hey. Thank you guys so much for uh, going along with these insane theories. Thank you, Eric, Thank for you, uh, putting them out there. Yeah, good stuff. I'm excited for 2021. I am too. Movies and TV will be back from the dead. We will see how wrong I was and be able to make all kinds of crazy new theories for what comes beyond. Get the vaccine. Yes, get the vaccine as soon as you can. Don't be afraid. Cut in line. Push old people out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, say you have a pre-existing condition and that condition is impatience and Mary Steenburgen's uh, musical brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Phineas Gage syndrome. (laughs) And uh, a reminder to everyone, be sure to subscribe here to New Rockstars. Hit that notification bell. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Philip at Philip Molina. Follow New Rockstars on all social medias. Uh, Check out our merch store, newrockstarsmerch.com. Lots of great, exciting designs coming up in the new year. New latest obsession uh, designs for WandaVision when that comes. You're going to love it. So uh, get some great options from there. Some great gift options there. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.